Everyone today is obsessed with building an audience, but then everyone writes the most formulaic crap, just whatever is most likely to go viral. If you look at the actual history of great writers, something that you find is that they generally operate on a very different principle. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. But first, real quick, if you're watching on YouTube, please take a second to subscribe to the channel. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, well, I just want to thank you for being a subscriber and letting me into your ear. That's like a serious privilege. And I take that seriously. I want to hereby double and redouble my commitment to giving you only the most edifying work that I possibly can. It seems that one of the best principles for writing is this, write to yourself and yourself alone. I've heard this idea before, but it was only recently that I learned just how many great writers operate on this philosophy across time and place. This is actually a very widespread conviction among many of history's greatest writers in different eras and in different geographies. I want to give you a sampling. Here's Seneca, all right? He says, scorn the pleasure which comes from the applause of the majority. Many men praise you, but have you any reason for being pleased with yourself if you are a person whom the many can understand? Your good qualities should face inwards, end quote. Seneca in that same essay cites Democritus, who says, one man means as much to me as a multitude, and a multitude only as much as one man. Seneca also cites Epicurus, and Epicurus says, quote, I write this not for the many, but for you. Each of us is enough of an audience for the other. So if you're not writing for yourself exclusively, maybe you're writing for just one other person. Heraclitus, as cited by Diogenes Laertius in the uh, Palatine Anthology, says, and I quote, Why do you drag me up and down, ye illiterate? It was not for you I toiled, but for such as understand me. One man in my sight is a match for 30,000, but the countless hosts do not make a single one, end quote. Julian the Apostate wrote, I often say to myself, like Isminius, for though my talents are not equal to his, I have, as I persuade myself, a similar independence of soul. I sing for the muses and myself, end quote. Montaigne, later, in the essays, will say, and if no one reads me, have I wasted my time entertaining myself for so many idle hours with such useful and agreeable thoughts. This is something you could say back to yourself if you're, you know, struggling to build an audience or no one's paying attention to your writing. That's a really nice little maxim. In Human All to Human, uh, Friedrich Nietzsche writes, Sibi scribere, the sensible author writes for no posterity other than his own, that is to say, for his old age, so that then too he will be able to take pleasure in himself. Virginia Woolf, in her book, A Room of One's Own, she will say, so long as you write what you wish to write, that is all that matters. And whether it matters for ages or only for hours, nobody can say. But to sacrifice a hair of the head of your vision, a shade of its color, in deference to some headmaster with a silver pot in his hand, or to some professor with a measuring rod up his sleeve, is the most abject treachery and the sacrifice of wealth and chastity, which used to be said to be the greatest of human disasters, a mere flea bite in comparison. So here she is saying that to give up even one inch on writing exactly what it is you want to write is the worst thing imaginable, even compared to what was historically seen as the greatest of human disasters, the, the sacrifice of wealth and chastity. Think about the gravity of this, 
the next time you sit down to write. The stakes here are very real. It really does matter what you're trying to do, whether you're trying to just find the correct words, the beautiful words for your own self out of a conviction in truth and beauty, or if you're trying to do it to please people or to get an audience. It really matters. Hey, everybody. This is just a quick interruption to invite you to the new Other Life community. We are now really moving in the direction of a network state. It's pretty crazy. We will give you a fully-fledged personal server and a special desktop application from our partners at The Hollywood Company, which will let you and all of the members in the community compute together on the peer-to-peer sensor-proof Urbit network. It's still early, but it's insanely cool. If you're into the other life ethos, like if you're a writer or a software developer or whatever, if you're all about freedom and self-reliance outside of institutions, then we want to meet you. The community is now totally free to join. We have other ways now of filtering and sorting people later based on their abilities. It's kind of like the USA of the 1840s. Anyone could get on a ship and go to America, but only some would rise the ranks depending on what they were able to do. To join, just go to otherlife.co forward slash join. That's otherlife.co forward slash join. Cyril Connolly says in the New Statesman of 1933, better to write for yourself and have no public than to write for the public and have no self. Very important if you're writing on social media today, that's something you might think about. There's a lot of people out there writing for the public very, very effectively but they probably have no self. In a letter to Auden from, uh, this is the year 1955, Tolkien says the following, I wrote the trilogy as a personal satisfaction, driven to it by the scarcity of literature of the sort that I wanted to read. I was not thinking much of the profit or delight of others. Harper Lee, in a 1964 interview, she says, people who write for reward by way of recognition or monetary gain don't know what they're doing. They're in the category of those who write, but they are not writers. Writing is simply something you must do. It's rather like a virtue in that it is its own reward. Writing is selfish and contradictory in its own terms. First of all, you're writing for an audience of one. You must please the one person you're writing for, yourself. So this is a great variety of writers of different temperaments and personalities in different eras, in different places, who all seem to converge on this principle. So it's Lindy. It's it's nearly universal. And... I now attribute to this principle, I think, much more seriousness than I I used to. I'd always heard about this, but when I actually looked at how many people have said this, it's something you really have to think twice about. And the reason why I think this is really important now and the reason I'm, I'm sending you this message today is that I think before the internet, writing for oneself was easier in a way. The audience back then was so distant from the writer, uh, physically, but also temporally. It took a long time between writing something and getting it out to eyeballs. Those people were, you know, very far away. You could not connect to them easily or quickly. Writing for oneself at that time was relatively a simplification. It was kind of easier to write for oneself because the audience was so distant and and far away that it, w- it would have been complex and, and confusing to write for the audience. So you could see this kind of principle being a simplification in previous eras. Whereas now, today, to write for oneself actually requires more effort. It's not so obvious. In the area of social media today, the the situation is basically reversed. The audiences are so near on Twitter or what have you that publishing words to please the audience feels simpler and easier. Not to mention all of the postmodern notions around the death of the author and so on. This seems to obviate the idea of writing for oneself. It seems to make it feel kind of passe or archaic, this idea of writing for oneself. But to write for oneself alone, it just requires more focus. It requires a decision around what you value. Do you value truth and beauty above all else? And you're going to produce that to the best of your ability, according to your own honest 
conscience? Or are you optimizing for something else? Are you just trying to get an audience? Or are you just trying to get people to see you and like you? That's a kind of decision. That's something that you have to be purposeful about what you're really doing. And that's the hard part for a lot of people is, is just being thoughtful and decisive and then following through on what you decide is the necessary and correct way to live. So to write for oneself alone today, one has to go pretty far off the normal path. It requires a certain degree of antisocial discipline and a kind of effortful recultivation of the self is necessary to even have a self in the first place, really, uh, for whom one could write. We're all so dissipated and have kind of submerged ourselves in these networks where we don't really have, by default, a strong sense of what our own taste is, because every day our taste is just a function of what everyone else on the on the fast paced social media sites says and feels that we've kind of outsourced our sense of taste to the hive mind, which is dynamic and instantaneous every day. So in a sense, we've lost our own genuine, organic, authentic, personal taste. It's it's difficult to write for oneself when one doesn't even know what one truly likes. So that's the first step is one, ha one has to recultivate that self in order to be able to even write for oneself. But the difficulty of this today, the fact that it's now far from obvious how to write for oneself, that it takes these extra steps and extra decisiveness to do it. All of this just reinforces in my mind that this, in fact, is the correct way. This is, in fact, the correct principle because it's simple and it makes sense on one level but on the other hand it's somehow gotten very far away from us that to me just kind of looks like or smells like the type of principle that is hidden truth or the hidden alpha of the situation that's what it looks like to me and i'm, I'm now assigning this principle much more weight in my own thinking and my own everyday practices forget about building an audience that's my exhortation to you bring something beautiful into the world that you want to see write something that you can't find anywhere else ironically this is probably going to be how you most effectively build a passionate audience as a byproduct of doing that but if your main goal is to obtain an audience then you probably are not going to bring anything especially beautiful into the world just bring something beautiful into the world write for yourself and yourself alone i'm justin murphy this is other life thank you so much for listening take a minute if you you would just subscribe to the channel if you're watching this on youtube or if you're listening on the podcast you can check the show notes for other ways to get involved in the other life project we have here so thanks again i appreciate you over now